welcome to the Heels and Faces podcast. I'm your guy Orko and thank you for tuning in into the second edition of our show. Last week we discussed SummerSlam, TakeOver 36 and CM Punk. This week we will dive right into the highlights of the week across the two major US promotions and take a look into what happened in pro wrestling. I have with me my co-host Krish. Hey Krish, how are you? I'm, I'm feeling good right now. Last week was nice. Uh, we saw some great feuds. We saw some good action in both the promotions. And something is developing in both the promotions. I hope uh, they keep at it. And the content. And they give us more content to discuss for the next few months. Because sometimes Raw becomes boring. Well, speaking of Raw. Raw, yes. Raw indeed sometimes gets boring. Sometimes it feels like the three hours of my life are wasted. But there's something good happening on Raw, and that is RK Bro. Loved, loved, loved the segment where Randy Orton and Riddle played off each other. How did you like that segment? Yeah, when the segment started, I had this apprehension that they are going to do uh, redo that Rock and Sock connection, the story of Rock's life. But they, uh, it seemed that way when it started. Suddenly they swerved, and they gave us something really fresh. And, and we can see that uh, both Orton and Riddle are enjoying what they're doing right now. They're enjoying the stuff. They're enjoying the act. They're enjoying playing off each other. They enjoy being together in a tag team. Orton is very different from Riddle. Riddle is completely different from Orton. And that is that, that has given one of the great, one of the most enjoyable tag teams of recent times. And I hope this feud grows and this, this feud happens until WrestleMania. Orton and WrestleMania have the, some at some point this tag team will break up and hopefully this tag team this match happens next year's WrestleMania because I want to see this see these two together for another six months and I hope once this uh, whole act is over Riddle is in a position to get a really strong singles push because he completely deserves it. Well, well, I do ha- agree with you, Krish. Uh, one thing that I loved about the segment was how. Um, Randy Orton couldn't do his signature pose and Randy, Randy had to look happy or interested about even though he wasn't about the gifts that he was getting from Riddle and, and Riddle gave Randy Orton a scooter a damn scooter which was quite well used in the segment when Randy used it to bring down or like smash up almost. I know almost has been pro- protected quite well it wasn't quite a takedown, but it did its job at that moment. So, how are you liking the dynamic between AJ Styles and Riddle and Randy and Omos? I think uh, Riddle and Orton have the perfect dance partners in Omos and uh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles can do anything. He's talented enough to do anything. But the way he's carrying Omos, Omos is not great on the, in the ring yet. But AJ Styles is kind of hiding it with he's brilliant as a wrestler we all know that and uh, i think st- even styles and Omo- styles seems to be enjoying feuding with uh, riddle and orton the dynamics that we are seeing is completely different completely fresh we haven't seen this something so fresh in the tag team genre for a long time and i and i and at some point i hope they get to uh, riddle and uh, orton get to get to feud with some other tag teams too but i'm loving what they're doing with Omos and AJ Styles. Well, to be honest, uh, AJ Styles is 
we all know that he's brilliant in the ring, but he has also been brilliant with the mic in the recent times. The way he cuts off Riddle and tries to sow seeds of doubt in Randy's mind about Riddle. And sometimes he goes to Riddle and says that Randy doesn't even like you, doesn't even acknowledge your gifts or something. That is something a joy to watch. So I like kudos to something when it's done right. And if there is anything right on Monday Night Raw, it is RK Bro. I can I guess we can all agree on that, ain't it? Of course. So speaking of Monday Night Raw again, uh, there is something fresh in the title picture right now. We see Damien Priest walking up to Bobby Lashley on this past Raw. What did you think about that? I would have loved to see Priest uh, feud with some mid-carders because we all know if Priest gets a shot at Lashley's title, he's going to lose. Priest is not going to be the person who is going to uh, win the title from Lashley. And I hope, and I I really hope uh, that loss doesn't affect Priest's momentum because that guy has some momentum right now. He's he's doing a he's doing a good job, and it's and 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 it seems the WWE management also likes him, so he's getting the push. But the loss against Lashley should not really affect his momentum. That is, I'm really afraid that that might happen because we have seen a lot of people being pushed at to a certain level, and then WWE give them a completely gives them all up and i hope this doesn't happen with priest what well, i yeah, i'm not well, too sure yeah well we might not even end up with a match with priest after all because as we saw that uh, bobby lashley uh, decided to ditch Sheamus during their tag team match and Sheamus went up to bobby lashley in, in the back and told kind of like sounded him off like why the hell did he do such a thing with him and we also see Drew McIntyre came out in defense of a Priest. So, what is the scenario going on? The four men are involved. So, any of the three can be challenged. I know we have seen a lot of McIntyre in the WWE picture. McIntyre and uh, Bobby Lashley have a history. And we also know the stipulation where McIntyre supposedly cannot challenge Bobby Lashley till he is the champion. So I guess the two main dance partners that Lashley is supposed to get in the next month or so is either Demon Priest or we might see a Sheamus. Which direction they are likely to go? I don't want Sheamus to get in because Sheamus is doing great in the mid-card as a heel. He's doing a very good job there. And I really don't want... Again, you have nothing... Sheamus has nothing to gain feuding with Lashley right now. I guess he, he has nothing to gain. The only thing he's going to gain is the loss because he's not going to beat Lashley. <clears throat> and this is with McIntyre, I know McIntyre, the stipulation is McIntyre can't face Lashley for the title. But I have a feeling Lashley will get Goldberg at Crown Jewel and Lashley at Crown Jewel because that is what we get in, at Crown Jewel. Old men getting beaten. Or be old men beating up your young guys. We all remember Goldberg versus Bray Wyatt. So I think Goldberg will beat Lashley at Crown Jewel, and then Goldberg might uh, McIntyre might get his shot against Goldberg. A lot yeah. of people I know don't want to see McIntyre tag carry, carry the title again. I know that. I, I I know you don't want that. You don't yeah, want. Yeah, I don't want him to carry the title right now. Maybe after six seven months again, but not right now. 
Yeah, but I really want to because uh, McIntyre carried the company last year with no crowds, uh, and and it, it is easy to see that he is very over. He is a face. The crowds cheer him up. I want to see how he reacts as a champion because I believe McIntyre is a natural heel. He is playing a face right now, but I believe he is a natural heel. So I want to see a champion face McIntyre and how how kind of what kind of reactions he get from he gets from the crowd. That is what I really want to see. Well, he has his share of positive crowd re- reactions when he's in the ring, as we can see, like the crowd counting him down, three, two, one for the Claymore kid. But uh, let's see, let's see what can happen. But then again, you mentioned Goldberg. Like we have a hook to the SummerSlam storyline where Lashley didn't know that it was Goldberg's son attacking him from behind, and he gave him the hurt lock. But, I mean, come on, guys. We know it's WWE Goldberg. Again, Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel, Saudi Arabia. Most of the roster might not even agree to go there after the fiasco which happened last time around. But uh, I, I, I honestly don't like that direction. The Almighty has been great, great as a champion. He has looked like a million bucks. But I don't want that thing to carry forward. But let's just hope it doesn't. Like, what do you think, Krish? We don't want Goldberg to win, but it's going to happen. It is going to happen. At, at Crown Jewel, they will they will uh, promise the prince, the Saudi princess Goldberg. They will promise the Saudi princess that Goldberg will win, and it's all a happy ending. Crown Crown Jewel matches doesn't really matter. It's it's like. Uh, it's like a if WWE was a comic book, it, it was like a a special a special a special edition where it's not part of the canon. The Crown Jewel is not part of the canon. So Goldberg might beat Lashley at uh, Crown Jewel. He might win the title and he's going to drop the title the next draw against Lashley or McIntyre. So I don't believe uh, I don't want Goldberg to win because nobody wants to see a 55 year old man beat up Bobby Lashley because. In real real life, that won't happen, but uh, it's going to happen. Uh, we have to pre- mentally and physically prepare ourselves to watch Goldberg win at Crown Jewel. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, like uh, it's something obviously none of us want, and we have actually spent a lot of time talking about Goldberg in 2021. Uh, moving on, we have another new champion in WWE, that is Samoa Joe in NXT. Samoa Joe came out to the ring and he basically was ready for the next challenge. We had seen him as the right-hand man or the enforcer of William Regal. We saw him having a few, not run-ins, but kind of like a face-to-face tense moments with Pete Dunne. We see Pete Dunne come out. We have seen Kyle O'Reilly come out of a great, great feud with Adam Cole. He has won multiple matches against him. And now... We don't know where Adam Cole might be in a month's time, but Kyle O'Reilly has come out on top and now he has come out to challenge. And then we have LA Knight. LA Knight had a very entertaining, I may have to say one of the most entertaining feuds in NXT in the past one year or so with Cameron Grimes. He might have lost that feud, but he really didn't need that million dollar championship anyway. So LA Knight has come out to challenge Joe too. Do you think that these three men 
will likely fight against each other or like will it be a fatal four way like nxt likes to do from time to time or a triple threat or do we get a straight up challenger what's your take a fatal four way will be fun i would like to watch that but i think we will get a challenger and i'm going to say what will have what will happen is something that i don't want to happen i think la night will challenge Samoa Joe because LA Knight has that look that Vince McMahon wants in a main eventer. Uh, I necessarily don't agree with it, but that is what Vince McMahon wants. He likes uh, huge oiled-up men, and LA Knight is one of those huge oiled-up men. Uh, I mean, he's not exactly that huge, but he's oiled up for sure. Yeah, he's oiled up. He has that physique that McMahon wants. Uh, I think uh, and. The according to re- recent reports, the way the direction that NXT is going towards, they are going to turn NXT into a development, into a development section where they are going to prepare for the main event. And who better than LA Knight at this point to be that main event in the future? But I really want to watch Pete Dunne and it, the Samoa Joe take up because Pete Dunne, I find that character fascinating. I find he's a wonderful wrestler to watch. He has a character. He has an attitude. There's a reason Triple H loves Pete Dunne. And I watch, and I really want to watch Pete Dunne do, like, do well in NXT and then move up and do brilliantly at, on the main roster. But in reality, it's going to be LA Knight. We all know that. I mean, I mean, I mean... Uh, there's one interesting point that you broached right now that LA Knight is the future main eventer. But I mean, I don't know if you are aware about LA Knight's past, but he was in Impact Wrestling from 2015 to 19 as Eli Drake. Then he was there in the NWA for some time before that, and uh, and he wrestled there as Eli Eli Drake. He's 38 now. He's gonna turn 39 in November. So. I mean, he can be a good foil to these men, but where where we have heard NXT is going right now, uh, as you said, they're developmental. But in OVW back in the day, like we saw John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Batista, these four, like four main eventers, four superstars in their own right. And they're very young in OVW. Yeah, they, were quite, they were quite young. Roman Reigns uh, came out of OVW or the early version of NXT, if you want to call it. Seth Rollins, he was the famous already a little bit in the Indies, but he came out of there. We had Dean Ambrose coming out of there, but Dean Ambrose was quite young. So LA Knight, I mean, he can't be, he might be the immediate future of NXT, but I don't see him as a main eventer on the main roster, kind of. And I, I see this transition phase where these veterans are going to fight it up till we see the uh, developmental talent um, going up, like how we how we have seen Cameron Hayes winning the NXT Breakout Tournament, and he is due a championship fight. I mean, he might not fight Samoa Joe, or he might not fight the champion. He might go for the North Atlantic Championship. But there are people being built because I see some seeds being sown this week. Yeah, but uh, what I feel right now is. Uh... Elenite looks the part, and I, I I hate to say that because uh, I would love to watch Adam Cole be the Shawn Michaels of this era, 
he's not going to be that Shawn Michaels there because uh, Vince McMahon doesn't like the way he looks, the, his height, his physique. LA Knight looks the part. That's that's my take. Um, it, it's very shallow, but Vince McMahon is shallow. It's not my fault. Vince McMahon is shallow. <laughs> well, well, the man has his faults, but the man gave us the thing that we are discussing right now, right? I mean, he might not have founded pro wrestling, but he made the damn largest company ever to have existed in pro wrestling. So, I mean, he gets to say anything he wants to say. Yeah, so, he's kind of earned it. Yeah, he has kind of earned it. I mean, he has earned it. Like, he might be a little old and senile right now, but he has earned it. Speaking of old and senile, that is something we don't associate with the rivals of WWE right now. That is AEW. And Tony Khan is kind of like a spring chicken compared to Vince McMahon. And he has got some fresh ideas over at AEW. But some of those ideas may not carry out well. But one thing which was being carried out well, at least till the fourth match, I believe, was the labors of Jericho. I thought Jericho would not face uh, MJF in the fifth match and it would be something else and then go on to face MJF but we saw MJF already beating Jericho in the labors of Jericho's last match but now Jericho has put his career on the line do we see him retiring anytime soon Jericho debuting on Raw two decades back it was one of the most fascinating things I watched on wrestling, watched on wrestling to be honest and I was really young I was what 10 or 11 years old be a little older. Uh, I, f- I felt an electricity watching wrestling at that point that I have rarely felt, I didn- that I rarely feel these days. Uh, so when I heard that Jericho might retire, it's the first thing I felt was like, I felt a little disappointed because I believe Jericho has a number of years left in him. And of course, in wrestling, retirement means nothing. He might retire after the next match, six months on the line, he might turn up at some other promotion, maybe in WWE again for another run, and uh, he might wrestle again. So retirement in wrestling doesn't matter. But uh, what I don't want to see, but I really believe there are feuds, there are young stars in AEW that Jericho can elevate, still has the power to elevate. And I really want to watch Jericho and CM Punk go one-on-one at least once. So I don't want him to retire right now. Well, that's something that every one of us might wish that happens. But let's see if it happens or not. But MJF, I don't want him to retire Jericho. At least in AEW. If his AEW career is winding up, if he wants to go on a tour with Aussie right now, I guess the best person would be Sammy Guevara. I mean, Sammy. Sammy has to be the one. I absolutely love him. I absolutely love his creativity. I love his in-ring work. I love him on the mic. He's a total package. He's a total package for the future. So I think MJF doesn't need the rub anymore as much as Sammy might need it. So do you agree with me on that? I agree. I think MJF has attracted enough heat already. He doesn't need to retire Jericho to attract more heat. But yeah, Sammy Guevara is... If I have to look at the young young people young stars in AEW right now, yeah, if there is one person I want uh, to retire, Jericho is uh, 
Sammy Guevara. He's talented. He's good on the mic. He's charismatic. He has character. He has everything to become a main eventer. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, Sammy Guevara is the person who can retire. But yeah, if I if MJF does it, he is going to act. He is going to become the most despicable heel in wrestling right now. And maybe AEW might do it. Maybe that is the hook. That's up to Tony Khan to decide, I guess. But yeah. I mean, the direction they're going, I mean, they might they might just do it. Yeah, they might because MJF is already attracting enough heat. He's going to be nuclear if he if he retires to Jericho. Yeah. So like, the, it's it's been a polar contrast. Like Jericho started off as the biggest heel in AEW. Now he's probably one of the most over faces in AEW. People sing his song even when the music is not being played out. So yeah, MJ for retiring him is gonna be yeah, as you said, nuclear nuclear heat for MJ. Anyway, speaking of nuclear heat, nuclear heat is being attracted by the not so young bucks. I, I I say not so young because they are not young anymore. But young bucks have been getting nuclear heat in the past couple of months or so. And the most likely people to take the title of them, at least I thought, would have been the Jurassic Express. They had a tag team tournament this week on Dynamite as well as Rampage. On Dynamite, we saw the Varsity Blondes. We saw private parties. We saw Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express, and two teams made the finals, which is Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. And I thought that I thought the dinosaur might uh, drown out the Lucha Brothers, but we saw Lucha Brothers cheering, absolutely cheering down the house, the Jurassic Express, and taking the win. I personally might not agree with the decision, but I see some of the fans. Are in agreement, and they are the first challengers or the current challengers to the to the tag team titles uh, currently held by the Young Bucks. So, do you think that that was the right call and not going with Jurassic Express right now? I believe so. Lucha Brothers uh, are one of the most over tag teams, and they're pushing uh, AW is pushing them. What I don't want to see is uh, AW. Going into the WWE mold of tag team wrestling, that is just what I fear. I, I have been scarred by WWE, to be honest, in the recent years. So whenever I see some good tag team action, and I fe- my first fear is I hope they don't do what WWE do with tag teams. So Lucha Express, they have the crowd backing. Lucha Bros and Jurassic. Lucha Bros, yeah, Lucha Jurassic Express, Lucha Bros, yeah. So Lucha Bros, they have the crowd backing. They are being pushed, and I agree. Uh, Jurassic Express. They from the outside it seemed that Jurassic Express should be pushed more, but if we look, if we look back at the feud, I think it, Lucha Bros getting the rub of the green was the right call. Okay. But uh, I mean, I mean, uh, then again, I can also say that uh, uh, Lucha Bros has uh, two of my favorite stars from Lucha Underground. So I mean, and they were quite over, and they were very, very good in that promotion for the uh, three or four years that it lasted. But uh, let's just see. 
I just hope that they don't go in a direction that kind of like we fear what we see in WWE. But one thing that uh, AEW struggles with in tag team wrestling is the total disregard for absolute basic rules of tag team wrestling. They don't follow the tag. They don't follow proper like holding the rope or as in when can one tag in or what amount of uh, outside the ring action is allowed when the referee should count. That is something that irks me a lot. So let's just hope that they can settle it down and tell us a good story at all out. What do you think about this thing? That the trouble that AEW tag team division faces? I think it's not just AEW. I, I, I see a general disregard for rules in across promotions. If you remember, uh, recently there was a match between uh, Charlotte Flair and uh, I remember the God Girl's name. Completely forgetting, forgetting the God Girl's name. Oh dear Lord, I'm completely... So basically, Charlotte Flair used... I think that the, the other woman used that uh, announcement table to hit Charlotte Flair and got disqualified. I don't know when was that rule made because we have been seeing announcement tables I, being smashed, I, I, broken... You're talking about Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley used the announcement table to hit Charlotte Flair and somehow got disqualified. I don't know when did, when did that rule happen because <laughs> I have been seeing wrestling for 20 odd years and I don't remember <laughs> announcement tables being used as a ve- weapon for getting disqualified. So there's a general disregard for rules and new rules are being made up on the fly. So I really can't blame AEW for doing it because everybody is doing it. Everybody. But, but as in the refereeing, like a lot of uh, former referees uh, have pointed out or uh, very famous referees have pointed out that uh, AEW needs to get, get the act right in terms of refereeing. I think, I think what they're doing right now is uh, let's give entertainment. Uh, rules can wait for itself. Wait for themselves. And maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. They're like the Fox uh, cinematic universe where uh, continuity was continuity. Nobody cared about it. And AW is doing the same. If if you're entertaining you, why do you care about rules? Because nobody else is caring about rules. Well, let's just uh, agree to disagree on this topic. But one thing we can say is AW constantly provides us with entertaining television. For, um, also more because they have lesser amount of live television to produce than compared to uh, WWE. WWE. Exactly. Yeah, WWE produces three hours of Monday Night Raw, Dynamite, and Rampage together is three hours. So you know what we are getting out of the the two promotions. So let's just hope that WWE finds better sense. And I know this is a story for some other time, but. God, please, someone go back to two hours of raw. Please, please, please. On that regard, just one point. I think before this recent cuts this year, WWE had enough talent to actually tell good stories over six hours. They they had talent, but they were not using it. That's it. Well, that's a a different story altogether. We know how people sit in catering and Apparently, they are told that they have nothing for them. So, yeah. you can go back home. With three hours of uh, raw to make. Unbelievable. I mean, 
mean i would love to be on such a job where i go to office i sit around at catering eat and then my boss tells great job guys you have nothing to do <laughs> go you're going to get paid anyhow i mean i mean i know that's quite an ambitionless thing to say but i mean like i'm not a wrestler i i don't have the ability to be a pro wrestler i would happy to take that <laughs> of course everybody would love that job yes like you get paid for just going and eating and coming back anyway speaking of wwe television as we ran down raw right now one thing we cannot run down is smackdown and why we can't run down smackdown because smackdown is the island of relevancy and why it is the island of relevancy because it has my tribal chief your tribal chief our everyone's tribal chief roman reigns but what will happen to roman reigns krish please take me down to what happened on smackdown roman reigns as the most better in pro wrestling maybe and the most fascinating heel the way reigns has transformed from a very boring baby face reigns was a very boring baby face like come on so some of the catch phrases were so dumb so dumb and now reigns work on the mic his attitude this i haven't like when i when i first saw reigns last year in this uh, in this avatar i was like where were you hiding for 5 years where were you and this and this feud is moving towards a very interesting direction right now because brock is back and paul hemans loyalty is being questioned by roman reigns's family uh roman reigns is yet still to lose faith but i have a feeling at some point hemans will turn on reigns and go back to brock that is why feel sometimes brock is on a one and a half year contract so at some point in the next few months brock is going to take the title because brock is brock is not back in raw to just feud with romans for five or six matches and lose each one of them at some point he is going to take the title and i want to see whether whether that leads to a reigns face turn or whether it leads reigns to an even darker place where he completely loses everything and it turns into this very reigns is now a very cool cool heel he doesn't need help outside help to win on most of the cases but he can turn into a even worse heel if he just completely gives up on everything and it lashes out and that will lead to that rock that rock feud that we are all anticipating for wrestlemania somebody from the family coming down and trying to get reigns back on track and that will be rock that's what i feel because i believe wwe's long term plan is to turn reigns face that's going to happen in the next one year but i want this 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 heel reigns to become even more unhinged before he goes there well well right now we can say that i mean you broached a very uh, good topic here uh, i must say but uh, right now what we see on television we see on live streaming or whatever platform you're watching from we see reigns as kind of like an italian mob boss yeah uh, the one who loves who always speaks about family 
who loves his family to anything to a fault maybe and then he loves his suave nature his relaxed and cool attitude he has his own henchmen to do his dirty job so it's kind of like an italian mob boss and and his music also like we feel like it's a mob boss coming out but what we saw this week i saw him standing in fear and apprehension of what might be the reaction of brock lesnar being back we saw him's outlandish reactions when he was standing outside the ring and him as if he saw a ghost and then on smackdown we saw that he couldn't open the door and you the look on his face and i must add uh, kayla brexton was brilliant in that segment her face like she was enjoying that moment but the usos came out and the usos sounded it off to him the usos made it clear but roman on the other hand described him as family was it like a ploy to like uh, keep your friends close but to keep your enemies close kind of an angle from roman reigns yeah, roman's character is trying to suss out roman heyman right now where is your loyalty he is not questioning it yet but he is sussing out roman because he knows heyman's connection with brock is uh, very old heyman was on brock's side for years and years and years and at and i at some point i believe heyman will turn because brock is not someone who is going to give you a good promo he needs heyman at this point roman reigns doesn't need heyman but brock needs heyman because brock can't speak like roman reigns does Heyman has Heyman adds that elevation to Roman when he with the way he carries the championship high aloft when Roman's walk Roman walks there is there is a certain regalia that Heyman brings to Roman Reigns but for promo but but to crack promos Roman Reigns doesn't need Heyman anymore Brock needs Heyman and Brock is there for one and a half years he's not going to like stay silent for eighteen months so at some point Heyman will turn it's not the question of if but when i i i like i like the little touches that roman did in this episode like he obviously currently does some little touches to everything that he does but especially in this episode i liked how he said to him and that uh, do i now have to open my own door kind of a thing and that like uh, want to come in like what are you waiting for then uh, him and said that this celebration is of family uh reigns obviously replied that you are family then how like uh reigns made him twice uh, speak to the crowd and acknowledge him then he made him acknowledge the usos for the crowd and everything i i, I liked how like as you said he was sussing out him but he was sussing it out in a way as if he was trying to make him feel that i don't know bro don't worry i don't have any grudges or i don't think you were involved so you it's not your fault that brock is back so we are all cool but we know that it's not exactly cool so i'm very very invested and i'm very interested to know how this uh, story plays out like uh, will like if you say that heman will turn on brock but what if we get a double swerve So you're saying uh, Reigns is going to turn face, and Brock and Heyman will turn heel. 
No, I'm, I mean to say not in that kind of a swerve. I mean to say we see a story where uh, seeds are planted that Haman can't be trusted. He must be in hand with the Brock. Then uh, we see an angle where uh, Haman and Brock are talking with each other and it seems like Haman has switched sides, the devil that he is. But suddenly when Brock believes that Haman is on his side, we see Haman's sinister laughter of some kind and it, it, it was a plan all along by the master manipulator Roman Reigns in uh, with the devil's advocate Haman and Brock is the one who kind of like we get a face turn from Brock a proper face turn where he's made to look out a fool in front of uh, Roman Reigns I mean uh, he's there for one and a half years he's, he's gonna be there at Wrestlemania 22 is going to be there at WrestleMania 23, and I'm quite sure that Vince McMahon will uh, pull out the big bucks and make sure that Brock is at WrestleMania 24 also, which is supposed to be the 40 years of WrestleMania. So, I, I mean, I think you mean to say WrestleMania 36 because WrestleMania 25 was like Undertaker versus <laughs> Shawn Michaels. It was a long time back. No, no, I mean, I mean like 23, 24, I mean year. Oh yeah, I was like, how, how was I, I'm not, uh, have I like gone back in time? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I meant the year to 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. 24. That was my first, like, have I gone back in time? Am I going to get Undertaker and Shawn Michaels yeah. again? <laughs> sorry, sorry for making it sound like that, but yeah. uh, do remember that uh, Vince McMahon doesn't use numbers anymore. For yeah, Vince McMahon has stopped using numbers, I don't know why. Anyway, so I believe, uh, th yeah, that's a very good, uh, like, if you were booking, like, that's a great fantasy book, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a very simple, uh, Heyman and Brock can work as a face team. They can. Uh, they have enough talent to do it. Heyman has enough talent to do it. It will make it look like, even though I helped Reigns for like one and a half years, he never really trusted me went back to the man who trusts me completely that is Brock Lesnar he trusts me completely so I'm 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 fighting the good fight here I'm I'm trying to bring down a bring down a tyranny of Roman Reigns that can happen I think I think Brock and Heyman as a face is something I would like to watch because I haven't watched it for a long time and that could work but yeah but yeah this this break is going to come that is that is completely. I'm very sure about it, because Brock needs Heyman more than Reigns. Reigns, that's it. Well, uh, whatever we were are our have been talking about for the past ten minutes is, uh, I guess it's long term booking and long term in the future because we did not see Brock Lesnar this uh, week on SmackDown. We know Brock Lesnar doesn't come out so easily, and his contract also is something that like he is kind of a, like a special attraction, uh, but. What about Roman Reigns' immediate future? And in his immediate future is Finn Balor. And it was smart from WWE to, and it was also good to see some kind of continuity. We usually see that uh, baby faces are made to look out stupid at times. But uh, Finn Balor was basically screwed out of a match by John Cena. He came out, he wanted his match, his rightful match. And he also mentioned that he'll, uh, watch out and wait out for John, John Cena whenever he's back. That was a good touch. And I, he also said that he's not going to wait for Extreme Rules because he might get 
screwed out of a match again, and he's gonna face uh, Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor is gonna face Roman Reigns next week for the title. Well, that is what he challenged him to. But, and it's a big but. Will we see this feud uh, extending out to? Uh, no. No. Will we see I think. Brock I think coming next week. Finn Balor, of course, is going to lose. But there is a way they can extend it. They might like involve the Usos to help Roman Reigns win, and then maybe Finn Balor and uh, Roman Reigns again fight at Extreme Rules uh, as a blowout match. Which again, his Brock and Reigns are being kept. It's being kept for our favorite uh, PPV of the year, Crown Jewel. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I don't see Brock traveling. To, I, I somehow don't see Brock traveling to Saudi Arabia once again. Because he's someone who doesn't like to, like, I mean, like, we've all heard, like, what happened at Crown Jewel, right? The trouble with the flight and everything. So, yeah, but I but think that is what WWE want. Maybe that'll not, that won't happen. But uh, yeah, if, if if the ideal scenario, Vince McMahon's Vince McMahon dream is to watch uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns face and uh, Goldberg and Bobby Lashley face in Crown Jewel. That is like the right that that is Vince McMahon's right now. Whether that's going to happen is completely. Uh, I don't know what Brock Brock's is slated to fight at Crown Jewel. We all know with Crown Jewel is a special PPV, they have to sign different contracts for it. So maybe yeah. Brock might so yeah, want to find the contract. They have a separate contract for Crown Jewel. And Crown Jewel is not uh, included in the usual uh, contracts that they have. They yeah. have a special contract with those that event. So, and speaking of contracts, Brock has a contract, as I said, currently running till WrestleMania 2023, not 20, just 23, 2023. Uh, and he has supposedly eight matches currently on his sure. schedule. So, will we see at least one of them this year? Yeah, of course, we are going to see one of them. Uh, there is Survivor Series. Yeah, as I was saying, maybe at Survivor Series. Yeah, of course, we are going to see But I'm more interested in what they do with Finn Balor because Finn Balor is going to lose. Even one match or two match, he's going to lose both or once to the range. I think Finn Balor is great for the mid card, high the upper mid card. He could feud with uh, Nakamura. He could uh, get the I mean, he could go for IC title. I mean, if I have to plan out the eight matches of Brock Lesnar in 2023, yeah. If I keep one match uh, at in 2023 at WrestleMania, I have seven in hand. If I go back and keep one match this year, maybe at Survivor Series, I have six in hand. And in next year, we might have one at Royal Rumble, one at WrestleMania, of course, one at SummerSlam, we have three. Then we we still have three more matches in hand. I mean, that can be played out in maybe Royal Rumble next year, uh, Money in the Bank, and, or maybe Hell in a Cell, something like that. I mean, that it's enough scope to have eight Brock uh, Lesnar matches over the next Yeah, there are enough. There's enough scope. I, I think, and there are enough feuds for Brock Lesnar to have. Apart from Roman Reigns, Brock could be traded to Raw. I think Brock and Lashley will be great. I would yeah, love to. That, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting point that you broached because, 
apparently the uh, executives on nbc and us with the network nbc owns us and they ha- have monday night raw over there they are not happy that the smackdown like fox is getting all of the stars they have becky lynch they have sasha banks sasha then they have supposedly brock lesnar they have roman reigns uh, they also had the money feud which was john cena over there so like they have almost all the big 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 names and the good things that are happening with them. they have kevin owens they have kevin owens might not be used properly right now but they still have kevin owens they have uh, nakamura the only thing which raw has which is quite over with the crowd as in as in popular with the crowd not the heels i'm talking about the popular baby faces is just riddle and uh, randy orton and that's just a tag team most of the good stuff the good popular people are on smackdown even we have big e on smackdown so i mean the raw side of things they are bound to be unhappy with whatever content they're getting but they are also ha- unhappy about the people they are stuck with yeah raw raw badly needs some star names badly needs some star names i think fox have paid a lot of money to wwe so they are getting the uh, the greatest stars but raw needs raw I think Raw has some stars like they are not using. Well, why do you why why are you using Drew McIntyre against Jinder Mahal? That's my first question. Like why? What was the whole point of that feud? Drew McIntyre is a star in it, in in himself. He's not being used properly. Bobby Lashley is the only thing going right now, and RK Bro. So yeah, I would love to watch Brock take up Bobby Lashley at some point in the next one and a half years. I mean that's that's uh, Lashley's dream. One of his dream matches, right? Yeah, he has, he has constantly said that he, if he comes back, he would want to have that one match with Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, we might see that um, Brock getting one match at Survivor Series and then likely being uh, traded out to Raw whenever that time comes. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be a great feud. Lashley and uh, that'll be the money feud in uh, that. That can be the WrestleMania main event, to be honest. Is good enough to be the main event of WrestleMania. I mean, they would if if we do have a Rock versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, of course, of course, that's going to be event. WrestleMania, of course. But like that, like uh, Lashley and Brock, deserve like can say, yeah, we can main event WrestleMania. That's we can really do it. Brock eight matches. When I when I was like looking at the schedule for the next twenty two WrestleManias, let's say two WrestleManias. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, there'll be a Reigns. There'll be a feud with Reigns. There'll be a feud. There should be a feud with Lashley, and there are a lot of like young stars. What is that name of that uh, uh, in NXT? That huge guy who recently lost that uh, UK title. Uh, Walter. I'm blanking out. Walter. The word is Walter doesn't want to travel to America, so he's not being pushed into the main roster. That's the but, word. Yeah, but he. I. I mean. He... he will soon be on nxt because he has lost his title after a 870 day reign so i don't think he'll be going back to uk anytime soon i mean if he even goes back to the uk scenario he might just go back for a rematch just for the sake of it with dragonov but yeah. i mean he is he is nxt nxt need. and remember the last three Of four, I guess three uh, five-star matches that WWS produced have all come from Walter. Walter, the so, Walter is like a bona fide superstar. Like 
if he comes into the main roster he's going he'll to fight with the top stars he'll be a super 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 duper monster heel yeah mon- he'll, be, he'll be a proper heel he'll not be that kind of like a uh, i don't know like i find it very uh, kitschy i find it very uh, not that great i mean carian cross carian cross without uh, without scarlet is kind of like a bit boring here to watch of course and we saw what mask he was given this week so uh, i mean walter would that, be a great heel that mystique again, is gone yeah. with carian cross yeah that mystique is gone but then again coming back to uh, the baby face side of raw i guess the as i say the riddle should be built up as a superstar by wrestlemania uh, and then a solo push for him and i and I'm, what i'm hearing is keith lee is currently getting dark matches after smackdown and raw where his character is being reworked and uh, freshened up for the audience so i'm looking forward to that how keith lee comes out uh, very soon one more graduate who is not being used properly in the main roster kitli no 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 the problem was he had a covid and it was quite a serious case of covid so he had uh, developed some lung infection and he also gave uh, tweeted out that it's it's something that his health was uh, under a lot of scanner and wwe for a change uh, took good care of i mean they do do take good care of uh, most of the people but but some others might disagree but in this case he was taken very good care of and he was quite thankful about the care and attention he was given due to his covid scenario so it was not just a usual case of covid it was where his lungs and um, body got affected a lot so that's why he was out of the picture for so long time and people were thinking a lot of stories came out uh, by Uh, some of the big names in wrestling uh, journalism like dave and then sean but they they broke out the story that vince is not happy he'll be fired this and that but i i hated the fact that none of them acknowledged this that they got it wrong but i hopefully will get to see a refurbished kind of a look for keith lee we can all hope well uh, i mean i would that was quite an awkward silence from you i thought <laughs> where did he go but anyway uh, so i guess we have uh, more or less discover uh, like discussed uh, all the highlights of the week or as in the top stories which are happening on raw nxt smackdown dynamite and rampage i guess uh, tomorrow is the day that we kind of like starts uh, refreshes the week but something that we dread which is watching monday night raw because sometimes as we all know it stretches out way too much but hopefully we'll get something good something fresh in this week of uh, all the wrestling that we have uh, one thing i would like to add is congratulations to the new nwa champion murdock i was trevor murdock i was very very happy for him and it was also very good to see rick flair coming out to a nwa ring the ring which made replay many people tend to uh, associate or many of my generation tend to associate replay and some of the footage but replay became victor because of the nwa and it was very good to see him there in that ring and handing over the belt uh, to trevor murdock so uh, 
kudos to you and hopefully you'll be a great champion so krish another episode of the heels and faces done i guess now we, we have to have... decide who who is the heel and who is the face in our podcast that's the first thing we have to decide i don't know i'll just leave it to the audience to decide our listeners i mean i want to think of myself i being right and you also would think of yourself as you being right so let's just uh, watch out like what the our listeners have to say about whether i am the heel or krish is the heel or i am the face or krish is the face but anyway next we are going to back we are going to be back very very soon with our next episode and in our next episode we are likely to discuss or i'm not going to say likely to discuss we are going to discuss women's wrestling in wwe so the overall scenario whatever is going on the sasha banks the tony storms the yosirai the rickel gonzales uh the alexa bliss the eva marie the do drop the charlotte flair and yes alexa's doll even i guess she's also a part of the oh, women's uh, roster they are for alexa and alexa's doll well well that's uh, we i guess our audience has to wait our listeners have to wait for our next episode for that krish i guess we have a lot of things to say yeah we do we WWE is, mo- is both exciting and and infuriating. So we have a, we have a lot of things to say next week. So guys and girls and everyone who's listening to us, do wait and watch out for our next episode on WWE Women's Wrestling. We're gonna be back soon. Uh, for the time being, you can listen to us on Spotify. We are waiting for Google to <laughs> approve our episode, and it's a long wait. I don't know what's happened with Google. I but. hopefully we'll soon be on google channels as well we'll be on apple soon enough and apple podcast but right now you can listen to us on spotify and please 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 do subscribe to us we are trying our best to bring to you our viewpoint about wrestling and hope you agree or even if you disagree let us know in our feedback section please please do comment and please do like our content thank you thank you so much good night from like it's night over here in india so good night to all of you guys over there and we'll be back very soon thank you bye Adios. bye